0: Hey guys, good morning. Welcome good morning. to City Lift at Home. Week number six. We are launching a brand new series. Family Still Matters, Volume 2. And we are really excited. We've adjusted it a little bit uh, just because everything that we're going through, and I know about I feel like I'm in limbo a little bit, I'm sure a lot of us do, is we're adjusting to our new normal. So we wanted to address kind of the family dynamics, marital dynamics that are happening right now for so many people. Unfortunately, I you know, divorce is actually on the rise. Uh, I know a lot of people are stressed out, frustrated, et cetera. So I wanted to address that this morning, and we wanted to talk about marriage. And so this Sunday, we are going to help all the married couples. You know, if you're single, stay tuned, because this is still going to help you in yes. any of your other family relationships right now. A lot of us are, you know, in close proximity with family. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a good thing. Uh, it's also a challenging thing, can be a frustrating thing. So we want to talk into that this morning. Uh, and then next week, we're gonna have Martin and Mary Ellie, Pastors Martin and Mary Ellie, zoom in with us. We're gonna talk about parenting through this because yes. that has that's changed everything for it us. Has, it has. You know, the normal work week has been thrown out <laughs> for us. In fact, our children right now are upstairs watching Super Wings and so we that don't that we know, film this. so we can film this, and we don't know how long that's gonna last. So, you might hear a scream in the next 10 minutes. Uh, you, they might.
1: I, I told my five-year-old that she's in charge and she's babysitting, so we'll see how this goes. We'll see how um, that goes. Hopefully they last up there.
0: Hopefully they last. So they might come running down the stairs, they might ask for a drink of water. We don't know, and it's gonna be a fun Sunday. It's gonna be a fun Sunday. It's gonna be a fun Sunday. So, so next week is all about parenting through this because I know a lot of you, you've picked up uh, homeschool, Zoom school, whatever you know they're doing, and, and it's just changed everything. And so it is a, it's a new normal. It's for the foreseeable future. We really don't know six weeks, 12 weeks, four or five months. Right now, it's a lot of things are in the unknown. Uh, but it is, it is our new normal, and we're going to have to g- get through it together. Yeah. Uh, so today, I want to talk about just being a good spouse. I want to have a conversation about how to just be a good spouse, how to be a good family member right now. And, and for a lot of us right now, the, the only people we even get an opportunity to bring physical ministry to right now is our spouse and our family. And I was thinking about that, then that's kind of a, a thought like right now, that's really the only people I can really serve are, are yeah. the people in my family and, and my spouse. And so we're to just talk about being a good spouse Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about communication and communication challenges. Uh, Actually, 65% of couples that split said it was communication was their number one problem. Mm. So I want to spend a little time this morning talking about communication and then kind of give some tips on how we communicate, how we have conflict, how we resolve that, and then ultimately how we, we move on and, you know, continue our, our love story. We're coming up on 15 years this year, yeah. which is crazy. It goes I,
1: by really, really fast. It, it's so crazy it's been that long. It
0: goes by so fast, doesn't yeah, it? It does. goes by fast. It and does. you want most of your days to be happy, joy-filled days, you know? Yeah. Not, not every day, but most of them, right? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so that's what we wanna help everybody get to. We're not perfect, but man, we're in progress and it can be, can be really good. Um, so let's talk really quick, babe. Like, how can we serve each other and how can we serve our kids and family? And how can our people serve each other in this quarantine? Maybe in ways that we couldn't before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think for me in this season, I'll talk out of my personal experience is, I feel like for me, I've set new intentional goals for myself. Mm-hmm. Like not to say that I ha- every day has to be like, I have to do this and this and this and this, but like every morning we've been very intentional about giving each other time to spend with Jesus. And I feel like that's kind of like set the tone. Cause I can tell like if I don't spend time with Jesus, um, during the day, especially in this season right now that I feel like my emotions are more heightened and I'm just not centered. And so I feel like for me getting in the word every morning, even just for 30 minutes, like for us, how it works for us is in the morning. Um, I wake up and I do my Jesus time with my coffee and Matt, you know, was with the kids and doing breakfast with them and then we switch. And, I,
0: and I'm their art teacher, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so just hilarious. So this is how terrible life has gotten here. <laughs> it's like, I am the art teacher and I am not an artist at all. But you,
1: no, you're I, really impressive actually. Well,
0: what I do is I go to YouTube and I type in like how to draw like Elsa or Anna on YouTube and like these like, People come up and these cute little drawings, and I just guide the kids through that. And so yeah. I, I don't know. It's,
1: yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, it's been. But anyway, extensive. you have your Jesus. Um, time. No, I'm a I Jesus take, time, yes. and I feel like getting the word in me like sets me up. Like I was actually just reading about when Jesus said that um, uh, he is that he came to be the servant of all, and like and that the last should be first and the first should be last and like that we need to serve each other. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so good. Cause like the only people I can physically serve right now is my family. And you know, and sometimes you can get lost in the mundane of like, Oh, I got to do this now and this now and this now, and I've got to feed dinner and, and be nice. You know, (laughs) but like just getting the word in me, I think puts the perspective. And so I would always say to, to those like that are like maybe struggling with like your attitude or you're like getting frustrated easily, like, are you spending time in your word? Cause I know for me, like I'm Italian, mm-hmm. so my emotions are always big and my, I don't know, like my, I don't know, I, I, you know what I mean? Like yes. I'm not explain myself, but no, like I, I'm Italian. I don't know if you've ever know, known an Italian, like you know. I know
0: exactly what you mean.
1: So like for me, I need to be in the word and I need to have the scriptures in my mind so that I can control how I'm acting um, because mm. I know that if I have the scriptures, I'm like, oh, Jesus said this. So I got to act better. Like mm. I can't be so quick to respond and I need to be more patient and loving and serve, you know, because for some people, like if you're a two on the Enneagram, serving comes so naturally to you. Like you are just, you just serve and serve. But for those that aren't twos on the Enneagram, like it's a little harder for us to just like, I'm just going to serve, you know? So for me, getting in the word has been something that sets my day up. And I can tell when I not in the word because then I feel like I'm a little bit more irritable. But if I'm in my word, then I feel like my day can get going and I can, you know, get, get started with, you know, being Uh, a servant uh, of all. absolutely,
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I think, I think right now there's two ways to look at our family and our spouse. I think you can look at our family as opposition or you can look at your family as opportunity Yeah. and I have chosen to look at my family as this is an opportunity to serve my wife, to be with my children more, uh, to serve in the simple things. And I, I, you know, I think that is a good thing, babe. Like I, I give you, oh, I hear a child in the background, so we'll see, we'll see what Stay happens. See how long last. Like I give you the opportunity to spend time with God in the morning, you, we, then I get my time and I, I need the same thing. I One thing that I have been fighting more is just anxiety. I feel like one to two times a week I've had to push off anxiety.
1: I'm going to have to get my son. We
0: are going to have to go get our son. And we're going to pause and come right back.
1: We're going to pause and come right back. I'm back. He needed me to open up his applesauce. Boom.
0: (laughs) That's very important. Um, We don't want to skip out on the applesauce. Uh, But no, what I was saying was that, you know, at least once a week for the last four or five weeks, I feel like I've had to push anxiety off and that's, That's something that i've always kind of struggled with in the past but obviously way more right now and and so i need same thing i need my time in the word every day Uh, i have had to really work out i know that my wife goes for walks in the evening and she talks to a friend that's one way that she kind of escapes has some me time and and like just decompresses Mm -hmm. um and uh, i i work out with my brother i recently got the center app and so uh, shout out to that, they did not pay me to say that, but it's a great workout app from home. Um, I miss i miss the gym time, that was kind of my opportunity to work out, uh, get into podcasts. So I've had to change that. So I'll, I'm on the phone with my brother, we're working out in the center app together from home and it's just kind of my time to, I don't know, escape. And I think that's important right now to give that to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know our children have been feeling, I've been feeling bad for them too because they're stuck in here. Zealand really hasn't left for like, what, five weeks? So he's, you know, so I feel bad. I feel bad for them too. So I think I think every member of your family is feeling it. It's a great opportunity right now, I think to give a lot of extra grace for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we've each had to give each other extra grace right now. You know, when she gets that extra emotional and reacts, I'm like, just remember what she's going through. When I get anxious and kind of tank the family with my anxiety, she's like, hey, I gotta give him extra grace right now. He's going through a lot. Um, and it's just, it's, it's right now, just be very transparent. It's very hard to know where to lead and how to lead, because no one in the church world has ever gone down this road before. Yeah. And, and again, because we don't know how long it's going to last, and we don't know how it's going to change everything, it's just hard to make a decision right now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that, that kind of gives me the anxiety and the unknown. So I think just an opportunity for extra grace right now, uh, to look at your family as, hey, I can, this is my ministry right now. You know, for so many of us, this is our physical ministry, is our family. And that's actually a beautiful thing. It is,
1: because everything stems from the family.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: like everything, your mom, your dad, like how, you know, you're raised. Not to say you can't overcome that, but... But there's so much goes back to the family unit. And so I think if you're intentional with this time and use it to work on yourself and to just pour into your family and serve your family, you're going to see so much fruit at the end of it. And, you know, I was actually talking to one of my friends this weekend and she's like, she was saying this word I thought was so funny. It's like, where is a forced sabbatical, mm. which is like a forced time for us that we just away with our family and if we choose this time to be intentional and to play with our kids and and to turn off you know media and to just have that time where it's like hey i'm pouring into my kids you know we've been doing devos with our kids at night like i feel like almost we've reset our family through this because of being intentional but And like anything in life, if you're not intentional with the season that you've been given, then the season's going to go by and you won't be able to take full hold of it. And so I think that for us, for our family, it's just, we are trying to be, and we're not perfect. Don't think that I'm saying this out of all, we're a perfect family. Um, What I'm saying is that we're intentional and we're, we're being very intentional with our kids and making sure that um, even though we're working from home and trying to balance everything, that we take the time to pour into them because we know that we're never going to get this time back ever with each other, with them. And so, you know, we're, we're forced to stay at home right now. And so we're taking advantage of it and saying, you know what, let's change our perspective and let's say, you know, yes, it sucks to be home and you can't leave, you know, just to go to the store, um, get a bag of ice or whatever, but. But I, I want to take advantage of the season and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to get everything out of it. And if there's days where, you know, you don't feel like doing anything, like that's okay. You have to give yourself grace. You know, some days, like a couple days ago, I was like, I just don't feel like accomplishing anything today. I just want to like sit and like make cookies and that's okay. Like it's okay to have days like that. You have to give yourself grace. Not every day you're going to hit the ball out of the park, you know, right. um, but just giving yourself grace, giving your your spouse grace, giving your kids grace because we're navigating a brand new season of life.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's that's really good. So um, I loved everything you said. Let's turn corners a little bit here. And let's talk about communication, uh, misunderstanding each other, conflict. Because I think again, yeah, financial pressure, taking away of the schedule, the unknown, stress is gonna be on the rise. And then you put a group of people in a in a confined area, like we're gonna have conflict. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna have stress. Uh, I want to read Matthew. It says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. And, and I love what Jesus is talking about here about conflict and offenses and, and the disagreements with each other. You know, And as Christians, we don't want to avoid conflict and we don't want to necessarily try to create conflict, Mm. but we do want to address conflict when it shows up. The thing about marriage is you don't really wake up in the morning with the plan of I'm going to butt heads with my spouse today. You know, I don't think you, we ever have woken up and said I'm Hopefully gonna not. I'm gonna ruin my spouse's <laughs> day today. You know, and so unless <laughs> <Once> you're <laughs>
1: really petty, and you unless wake you're up really like that.
0: petty, yeah, it's like you you wake up and you're trying to have a good day. That you're trying to love on them. You're trying to communicate, and obviously that doesn't always happen. Um, you're gonna misunderstand, you're gonna miscommunicate, you're, you're gonna get in your emotions, in your flesh, uh, but it just kind of shows up. Mm-hmm. It's not like you necessarily intend to create it if you're a good natured person. I think it just shows up. Um, and then in those moments, you, you have to address it. And um, that was, that was a pretty good bang. It hope, was
1: one of their water bottles. It's okay, okay. Guys. It's okay. It's just okay. a
0: water bottle. It's sorry, There was no shatter.
1: Everyone's like, are they neglecting their children? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, they're okay. They're, they're watching okay. TV. Yes. I can hear them. Okay. We're okay, we're okay,
0: yes. <laughs> Um, maybe next week they'll just join us. That would be, that would be very entertaining. We wouldn't
1: be able to say anything.
0: That's true. So, um, but anyway, back to, back to conflict is, you know, it shows up and then when it shows up, then you have to work, work through the conflict. And I really feel like most conflict in marriage and family is going to come from miscommunication. It's going to come from an emotion tanked a person. They said some things because of the emotions that I'm going through, I've heard something perhaps a little different, and all of a sudden now we jump on what some psychologists call like the crazy cycle, right? So we just really, really, really fast. Um, And I I wanna focus on this, I I really like this. I was doing some research this week for today, and it was Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, and, and he came up with what he called the nine fundamental human needs that determine what we hear. And and I and I really really like this. And so he says there's affection, freedom, participation, creation, identity, protection, recreate. Or excuse me, recreation, understanding, and subsit. Oh man, I can't say that word. I was I practiced that too. It's okay,
1: Substance.
0: No, subsistence. Wow, subsistence. That was there. a hard word. I, you know how many times I practiced that and I kept saying it's subsistence. It's okay, babe. It's, it's okay. okay, whatever. It's
1: okay. You're not. It's okay. subsistence. Subsistence. All right? I don't even know what that word means. So. Yeah.
0: Well, it, it <laughs> means like you're in a process of maintaining. Anyway, so okay. let's, let's We're we don't, learn we don't have to zero in on that okay, one. Okay, cool. So you're, you're maintaining oneself basically is what okay. it means. So anyway, um, so he says this is that if, if, let's say you're in a work situation and your, your colleague is like, hey, I'm gonna leave work early today. And, and so depending on what your, your basic need is and kind of what you really are on the inside will filter what you hear. And so he's saying, listen, if, if you are a person that's understanding is your primary need, you're gonna hear man, you know, they've got problems at home and they need to leave work early to take care of those problems at home and maybe make their marriage better or, or help their kids out or something. Like you've just put this understanding lens on and that's how you hear, I have to leave work early. Uh, if you're a person that's creation bent and you're very, very productive, you're thinking, oh man, they've got like a, an extra night class or a workshop or they've got to better themselves in a way. And so you hear, hey, I have to leave work early because I've got to go to a, another class or something. And so you put that lens on. Uh, if you're a person that identity and and kind of that self- Respect, et cetera, is, is high high on your need. You're gonna hear, man, they're just trying to one-up me and show their power by telling me they're leaving work early and trying to put more work on me and you know, one up me. And, and so you've got one statement, I have to leave work early, and you have three different meanings: mm. family problems, you know, making them better with an extra class, or you know, they're just trying to exert authority over me. Those are highly different meanings from one simple statement. Yeah. The reality is, we all do this. We all have needs that we interpret the world through. It's, it's much like putting on a pair of sunglasses, and I, I love these, these have got like my kids' fingerprints all over this. But the moment I put these sunglasses on, right, it's gonna tent the world I see. So everything is is like tinted, right? And my daughter's got pink sunglasses, which she wouldn't let me borrow for this illustration. <laughs> so I was- She's actually
1: watching TV with them on She's
0: her watching TV with them on <laughs> them right now. And I was like, baby, I need them. And she's like, no, dad, you, you can't have them, they're pink. And so, but, but again, if I put those on, the world would be tinted pink. And yeah. so he's just basically saying, we, we've got these different sunglasses that we put the, the, our lens is on, and then we interpret everything we hear through that lens. So true. And I think it's good for us to know ourselves, mm-hmm. what our bend is, what we know, what we hear, what we believe our spouse is saying, and then to do the extra step when conflict arises and say, hey, it sounded like this. What did you mean? And I know that phrase has helped us a lot over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, that sounded disrespectful. That sounded unloving. That sounded harsh. Did you mean it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's allowed us to take a step off of before we get on the crazy cycle and really started reacting to kind of, kind of keep things calm. So um, anyway, I just, I thought that was really good. Uh, John Maxwell says this, the most dangerous thing about communication is you believed that it just happened. Yeah. Uh, how many times have we miscommunicated in marriage?
1: Oh, a ton. <laughs> Countless. Count with anybody, Countless. I mean, right. with anybody, whatever relationship you're in, if you're not, you know, married, you know, with any close relationship that you have, there's going to be miscommunication. Of course. You know, and, and is going to think, you're going to think you communicated, but you didn't.
0: <laughs> right. No, I mean, that's just. It
1: happens all the time. It happens all the time. It it's happens normal. all the time. It's normal. It's normal, people.
0: It's on a <laughs> weekly basis, right? It's on, it's on a weekly basis, so. Um, but I think it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to grow.
1: You yeah. know, I think as
0: long as you maintain a spirit of love, right, you, you have, you've got to maintain a spirit of love and, and just say, I'm going to stay curious about my spouse and not judgmental. That, mm-hmm. I think that's the key, because the moment I'm like, man, my wife is just mean. She's just trying to come at me and I judge her like there's no more opportunity for the relationship to grow deeper mm-hmm. and there's no more opportunity for me to know her better. You know, but if I remain curious in my soul, and I'm like, man, I wonder why she reacted like that. Did I say something? Did I do something? Is she going through something? If I can, if I can rephrase it internally as a question, now we actually have an opportunity to so get yeah, closer talk to talk yeah. about it and get and get through it. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's going to come up. Uh, you know, I love what the Bible says, and it's Ephesians four three. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And I, I think just keeping it in curiosity keeping it as a question is making another effort to keep the bond of peace. Mm. And again, you know, just to remind all my married people, man, your your family, your entire family unit is resting on the foundation of your marriage. Mm. You know, and this yeah. is an opportunity for us to maintain a spirit of peace. It's an op- it's an opportunity yeah. for us to get closer, to build our families more. Uh, and I'm I'm not grateful for COVID-19. I am grateful for the extra family time. Yeah. This is an opportunity for us to dive, dive a little deeper. That's so uh, last thing I wanna talk about Dr. Rosenberg, and I, I think this is really good. He, he just kind of lists like several steps we can do to what he calls nonviolent communication. Uh, and so he he makes a distinction between violent communication, which is like the judging, the being mean, the accusations, the attacking, and then what he calls nonviolent communication. And I just really like this. I wanna, I wanna focus on it for, just for a couple minutes. Uh, and the first thing is observe without judging. In other words, notice an expression without evaluating in terms of right and wrong. Um, and, I, and I love that. So he's just saying, remain curious. So maybe your spouse says something a little snarky, instead of taking it personally and judging their motive, right? If I assign motive like, oh, she meant to attack me. Well, now I'm ready for a fight. But if I remain curious and observe without judging, it at least let me ask the question, hey, did you mean that? Are you going through something? You know, do you need your Jesus time again? I mean, whatever it is, it's like- Usually we
1: just need our Jesus time, okay? Let's it, just be it, yeah, real. Yeah. If you're being short, you need to get with Jesus. Like, I feel like for for us and for our relationship with God, like, if I just, even if we just say, let's just pray, talk about cutting, like, the strife right there. Yeah. Like, if you just bring Jesus into it, and how many couples we have talked to over the years, and I ask them, have you prayed together? And they haven't. Like. Couples, this is cheesy, I know, but couples who pray together stay together. And I really stand, I stand by that. Because man, when we pray together, like it just sets us. Like I remember this one time back when we were first like two to three years married, we had no kids. And we were just, you know, like the the bliss of, oh, we're married, yay, like kind of wore off. And we were like, oh, we actually have to work on ourselves now and like learn to communicate better. And there's this one time and it was me, I know, I was kind of acting um, like, you know, the young 20s that I was. And, uh, um, no, you, sh- you know, just being me, just yeah, being, be you, know, you just be being and you. me. And I remember you, you're like, let's just pray right now. And that like, we, I'll never forget that prayer for some reason. You know, you have certain moments in your life that you remember more than others. Cause we've obviously prayed together many a times in 15 years of marriage. But, um, in that moment we prayed together and it just like, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, wow, Holy Spirit, you are in this marriage. Like never forget, it's not just the two of you. Like the Holy Spirit is there with Mm -hmm. you guys. And if you lean on that, and if you make the Holy Spirit just so prevalent in your life and just being aware of that, I feel like that changes your perspective and it helps you. Like if we just, like, if you say we're in the middle of an argument and we just stop to pray, the argument fades away. Because how can yeah. you be arguing when you're talking with, to, to, to God in right. the midst of it? And so um, always check yourself when you're in the fight or in the judging or, at, at, you know, acting in that crazy, that crazy cycle and be like, okay, do I need time with Jesus? Do we need time with Jesus together? Does he need time with Jesus? Because sometimes it's one of us setting each other off or sometimes right. we both need it.
0: Right. No, yeah. absolutely. So... Um, so yeah, so observe without judging. Uh number two, I love this. Express your feelings. Uh the hidden emotion, which again goes back to that felt need, I think that's everything mm. because we're all talking out of an emotion and and we're all hearing through an emotion. Yeah. And and again, it's not what's said, it's what's meant and it's what's perceived. That I think is the trick of communication. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the actual words and phrases we use. It's the emotional intent behind it. And on the other side, it's the emotion that is heard and perceived. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we've all heard the, the phrase, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. And and I again, it's like, it, it takes extra time. And sometimes with the kids are crying and we're running around and it's just, it, we don't get the time in the moment. I think it's important for, for couples Keep keep short accounts with offenses, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about it that night. You know, and the Bible even says don't go to bed angry. And I think I think what it's just basically saying is keep a keep short accounts. Talk to each other, work through it, find out what was felt, find out what was heard, and then work through that. Because it's typically just an emotion and a fear, uh, you know, that anxiety, whatever it is. So, so express the feeling, get to the feeling. Yeah. Um, number three, I love this. Express and clarify your needs. Again those nine major needs, we all have needs.
1: And different needs. Different
0: needs, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like we all have needs, they are different and they're all valid. Our needs are valid. And, and again, God did not give me my spouse to change her. Mm. God gave me my spouse to enjoy her. And I, and I think we all need to hear that right now mm. because none of us are perfect. Your spouse is in process. <laughs> they're, they've made progress, but they're not perfect. God did not give you your spouse so that you could control them, manipulate them, form them into something you want them to be. God gave you them so that you could love them, that you could minister to them and you could enjoy them. Yeah. You know, and and if if I'm trying to make her the certain way, I'm not enjoying her, right? And I think for some of us, we just need to sit back and just be like, I'm going to stop trying to make you the way I want you, and I'm just gonna enjoy who you actually are, you know? And and I'm gonna work on myself as you work on yourself with God. Yeah, and um, and
1: like we all have different needs. I wanna go back to that is, how can he know my needs if I never express that? He's not gonna just magically know what I have need of. Um, and it's same with me. Like, I don't just know cause I know what I need. And so I might act in that way towards him because I feel like that's what he needs, but it's not what he needs and vice versa. And so I think over communicating that and, and being intentional and having those, those talks, like for us, like we, it's, it's important for us to set up time. Like, Hey, tonight, let's have a talk that way you have like a, a time you're gonna do it. You're not just saying it, like, I need this right now and you're right. not giving it to me, but if you set up a time, like hey, babe, tonight at eight o'clock, can we talk about like our needs and how we can serve each other better? And that sets the tone and, and then you're able to walk into that conversation with an open heart and mind where if I just yell it out, like you're not meeting my needs and ah, blah, blah, that's the wrong time to do it. So setting up a good time where we can actually talk and be adults about it instead of just like irrationally, like just talking about it whenever. I feel like that helps. hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. So last one is express specific requests based on your feelings and need. And, and I do think this is important um, is to, to finally say, hey, you know, can we work this out this way, you know, or could my need get met this way? And I, I wanted to do a little illustration. I hear some screaming again. Yeah, so we might I'm have to, see. we might have to pause again.
1: <laughs> I think they're happy screaming.
0: Is I hope so. Yeah. We'll go with happy screaming for yeah, a little bit yeah, longer. Yeah, let's
1: get to this point. So
0: <laughs> so I think, you know, you've probably heard the phrase like pick the hill that you want to die on, right? And and I think we all have, you know, hills that we are, are saying like, "Hey, you know, here's here's my need." I don't know if you can see this or not, but you know, here's here's my need. Here's this need that I have over here, and this is my need. And so, typically, what what sometimes we think in marriage, we're like, you know, we're just going to draw the line like right in the middle. We're gonna we're gonna cut the needs in half and marriage is going to be perfectly equal and you know perfectly 50/50 and that's just not reality I found and so I think sometimes you have to pick the hill that you want to die on and say you know what I want I really want this or I really want this and then the line you know has to be something more like this like okay Alyssa I'll give you this over here babe if you'll you know kind of work with me over here and then you know oh, something like this is fair and then we're going to work our way through this I think giving sometimes is seasonal, you know? I think sometimes we gave each other something five years ago that necessarily we don't have to right now. I I think giving can be started with with, um, I'll give first and I'll serve that way first and maybe you can serve me back this way. It definitely takes both parties, but I think if if you work on your marriage and you're including the Holy Spirit, I think you absolutely can find a way to bring peace. I think you can Mm -hmm. find a way to bring joy and ultimately you can find a way to serve each other and make uh, a beautiful marriage even in the midst of everything we're going through yeah, but so i think true. it's i think it's being intentional and looking for where where the needs really need to be yes, met
1: so and communicating with each other <laughs>
0: absolutely so yes. look for win wins i'm going to kind of wind down with that look for the win wins look for the areas where you can give Lead with a mm-hmm. gift, right? Don't ask what can my spouse do for me. Ask what can I do for my spouse today, um, and and begin to to give through that. So, yeah. you know, I'm gonna, I'll close with this. The Bible says that a three braided cord is not easily broken. I think if it's you, your spouse, and the Holy Spirit, it, it's going to be strong. It's not yeah. easily broken. Your marriage is going to be able to get to get through all of this. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, uh, we love you. I'd love for you to you know DM us questions uh, or send it in. Yeah. You can put on the chat too. We'd love to talk to anybody one-on-one right now. Uh, make sure you join a Zoom group. Yes, Those Zoom are, groups. how can I find out about a Zoom group, baby? Just go,
1: everything's on our website. So we keep our website super updated with the things that are going on at citylift.church. You go on there, click on Zoom groups. And we have the different core team leaders and they're leading Monday through Thursday night and at different times in the link for the Zoom calls right there. And that's just a time for us to have fun. Like we've really enjoyed our Zoom groups just being able to, it's a place for you to pray together. And if you haven't jumped on one yet, like you can totally jump on one, any one this week, any of our leaders would be so happy to have you in their their Zoom group. And we also have an online schedule. Like you're doing Wednesday night Bible study on Instagram and um, um, Pastor Martin and Mary are doing a Friday night, fun night um, on Instagram live. And and so we have so many things going on. We just wanna connect with you guys um, at home and we can call and talk and pray pray with you. Whatever you need, we are here for you. I know we can't meet physically, but we really want to be here for you spiritually and um, just in any way communication that we can. So yeah, citylift.church. You can email us, hello at citylift.church. And yeah, that's how to communicate yeah, with us. So.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and again, I do want to wind down with this. Thank you all for your giving. So many of you have just been faithful in your yes. giving. Um, I appreciate that. I actually had a couple reach out to me this week and said, hey, we want to give a special gift for somebody in our church that's lost income. And we received that, already sent that money out. So again, you know, if you have means right now, thank you for your giving. You're allowing us to continue to minister to people. If you have need right now, let us know. And we'd love to just send you a gift card or some money for food um, and just to do what we can to continue to be the body of Christ. And I know a lot of us are getting our stimulus checks right now. Don't forget to tithe on that. You can help us reach more people. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. So yeah. uh, again, what another opportunity just really to keep the church cool, going forward. Full so story
1: about giving is um, uh, those of you that know we support a family in India, they're, they're pastors of a church. And, and this week with our stimulus um, check, we gave them our um, tithe off of it and we sent it to them through the church. And um, it was so exciting because I, I texted them and said, hey, we got more money coming. And, and they sent me back, like they've been praying and crying because they didn't know how they're gonna make it, and our money came in, and it's allowing them to get groceries, and they're literally stuck in their house. The government doesn't even let them leave their house, but to get groceries early in the morning, and so they're in a totally different situation. And so that's just one little small part that our church is playing, and just encouraging a, a pastors in India, you know. And so I just thank you guys for your continued giving, and I just know that the gospel's still gonna go forward, and even though we can't meet physically, like God's work, is, God's word's still going out, and it's still we're still going to make an impact in our community and in our world. So for sure.
0: Yeah. Again, go online, hit the giving tab and you can give your gift that way. And we thank you so much and appreciate you guys because you're just, the mission can still get accomplished. It's just going to look different, but it's, it can still get done. So, uh, guys, we love you. Thank you so much again for joining us today. We hope, uh, just what we're going through in our marriage was able to bless your marriages and your relationships. Okay. We love you. Have a great week.